Now, when do you expect Tony back in the lineup then or Miles after the uh, return? I mean, early November is our season, so we just move things up a couple of weeks. I don't think they disagree with that, but you can ask them if they're going to take like a – you guys going on vacation, like going to the beach or something after you get back from Serbia? Yeah, see that smile? He loves the mat. Every one of these guys, they love the mat. These guys love the mat. That's the difference between, you know, maybe some years in the past where we've had guys that they tried to get out of practice as soon as possible. And these guys, we got to kick them out of the room. We love it. We love it. It's a blast. It's a blast up there in second floor Carver-Hawkeye Arena. What's up? Hello, everybody. Welcome to In the Room, a wrestling podcast from the Des Moines Register. I'm Cody Goodwin, the Register's wrestling writer, and I am glad you are here. Been a busy week, a busy week of wrestling here in Iowa. Hawkeye Cyclones and Panthers all held their media days this week, basically serving as the unofficial kickoff of the 21-22 wrestling season. Um, I know they've been practicing for a few weeks now, and I mean, if we're being honest, wrestling season doesn't really ever stop. Um, But, you know, we were in Ames on Tuesday, Iowa City on Wednesday, Cedar Falls on Thursday, got to catch up with the coaches, the wrestlers, others from around each program, caught up with some of them for the first time in a while and talked to others again, um, have been in contact with quite a few of them over the last few months, wrote some stories, shot some video interviews, all that can be found in the show notes. But what we're going to do here today, um, just kind of some big picture takeaways from each media day, just some larger thoughts from each media day, what stuck out, a few things to chew on as we inch closer to the season, or at least the, the competitive portion of the season, right? We're not quite to November yet, just a few more days away, um, because happy Friday, right? Um, but yeah, uh, so next week I'm planning some like fuller lineup breakdown storylines to follow with each season, um, you know, I guess each team throughout this season. Um, so be sure to keep an eye out to that. But here's what I'm bringing today. From Iowa, I think we were going to talk about uh, the big and toned Tony Cassiope now. You guys have seen the pictures. The guy looks like a freaking superhero. We talked to him at length about the changes he's made, how he believes that'll help him this season. From Iowa State, very intriguing lineup battle like Corby and I alluded to on the last podcast on Monday. Um, very intriguing line at battle 149 pounds between two all-american caliber wrestlers in ian parker and Jarrett dagan talked to both of those guys as well as iowa state coach kevin dresser for their thoughts on that particular development and then from northern iowa doug schwab talked about the decision to stay in cedar falls instead of leaving for the head coaching job at illinois i know that that was a thing that people were monitoring over the offseason um, so we got some good uh, some good insight there from Doug about kind of what went into that decision um, and everything that went into, you know, ultimately deciding to stay in Cedar Falls. So should be a pretty fun show today. Let's go ahead and get after it. Let's kick this thing off with the Hawkeyes and big Tony Cassiope. Guys, I'm sure you've seen the pictures by now. He's ripped. He's toned. It seriously um, has the look of a full body transformation, which in essence it pretty much was, right? Tony looks like a brand new heavyweight, a leaner, meaner type of heavyweight. This was no doubt spurred by his third place finish at last season's NCAA championships, where he finished behind both Minnesota's Gable Steveson and Michigan's Mason Paris. Gable obviously went on to win an Olympic gold medal, one of the best in the world 
world at this sport. Mason Paris, junior world champ, another top tier athlete, um, you know, at the heavyweight division. Tony, U.S. senior men's freestyle national finalist and a U23 world team member. I think people maybe forget that sometimes. He and Miles Wilson are actually both going to Serbia next week for the U23 world championships. But, um, Tony's probably sick and tired of looking up at Gable and Mason, right? He's 33-6 and six over the last two seasons with the Hawkeyes, and all six of those losses have come to either Gable or Mason. That's pretty astounding. Against everybody else, he's 33-0 and 0 with 20 bonus point victories. Again, also pretty astounding. When you're seemingly that far ahead of everybody else and still trailing two of the best in the world, you do whatever you can to find an edge, right? For Tony, that meant pay closer attention to his diet, shedding some of the baby fat to get a little quicker and get a little stronger. We'll soon find out if this experiment brings him closer to the top two, but his progression toward Gable and Mason will be an intriguing storyline to follow this season. I caught up with Tony on Wednesday. A handful of us ended up talking to Tony about a lot of different things on Wednesday. Um, And I mean, we really talked to him about this transformation, you know, why he did it, and more interestingly, how he did it to the tune of 300 grams of protein per day. Um, You know, he's a huge analytical math guy, so he was tracking his macros. Like, this was full on diet experimentation. And I think maybe the most impressive part um, is that he really did it without any sort of help from like a dietitian or a nutritionist. He just kind of Googled things and figured it out on his own. And now we see the results. He looks like a, a hulked out superhero. Um, and it's kind of, it's pretty impressive what he was been able to do. So we talked to him a lot about that. Also got to chat with uh, Iowa wrestler Spencer Lee um, about Tony Cassiope. I've got a longer interview um, that we'll throw down next week with Spencer. But talk to him about Tony's transformation, kind of what he's seen from his heavyweight teammate throughout this process. Um, so just really insightful stuff from Tony. Um, interesting perspective from Spencer as well. So let's go ahead and hop to it. Tony Cassiope, lean, mean heavyweight machine. Away we go. Well, let me start with this, man. This this isn't just like living in the weight room. This looks like a total body transformation. Um, walk me through this, man. Like, what, when did you decide to do this, and what's the process been like? Um, I mean, it's just continuously working, improving my wrestling in any way I can. You know, I thought maybe you know leaning out a little bit, getting a little quicker would help my wrestling. So that's that's kind of what I did. Yeah. What are you walking around at? Two fifty. Okay. That's <laughs> okay. Um, what's like? I, what went into this process? Like, what ulti- I mean, leaning out, obviously bulking up a little bit. Like, what, what into, went into this process? Because kind of like I said, this looks like body transformation as opposed to just putting on muscle, right? Just, you know, working hard, doing what I've always been doing, just paying more attention to maybe what I'm eating, you know, um, just really focused on my wrestling, though. Yeah. What I, Was there any one thing that, like, spurred this change or... No, no. Just trying to get better at wrestling. Yeah. What do you? I, what do you? How do you feel in the room? I guess when you're on the mat and you're wrestling now. Um, I feel really good. I feel you know best I've ever been. Stronger, faster, better than ever. Yeah. What's uh? What's training been like? Cause I, you've had a little bit maybe different of an off season just getting ready for U twenty threes, right? What what's what's it been like? Um, you know, been doing a lot of, a lot of wrestling. You know, maybe I started getting ready for, you know, the U twenty threes before some of these other guys started really getting into the wrestling, but. You know, that's kind of how I am anyways. I like to get going. I like to be on the mat all the time. So, Yeah. What's uh, What has – how exciting is it to have an opportunity like this, right? To, I mean, especially after the last year where opportunities were kind of few and far between, right? Yeah, I mean, it's super exciting. Um, you know, it's awesome to go overseas and get the opportunity to wrestle against the best in the world. Yeah. You got any, like, expectation for what to expect over there, whether it's wrestling or otherwise? Or? It's wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> you got your gear yet? or? Yeah. Yeah, we got singlet, you know, all that stuff. So, excited for that. Nope. When you 
go about transforming yourself, your body. Do you work with a nutritionist then from here, or did you just do that on your own? Just did it on my own. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you just did some like Google research, or what went into yeah. that? <laughs> It's impressive. That's why we're trying to figure this out, man. So what is your diet now? What do you um, I mean, I track I track my macros. Is what I've, I've been doing a lot of. You know, I'm a math major, so that you know numbers. I like numbers. I like you know having the ability to track that. So you know, trying to eat like 300 grams of protein a day. You know, just trying to get better. Now, did you eat? Were you, before were you? Did you eat? I mean, I know you didn't eat junk food, but did you clean up your diet? Yeah, I mean, really, it's just tracking it really made me, you know, pay more attention to how I'm feeling my body and, you know, what I'm putting into my body when. So before, you know, I didn't, like, eat junk, no, but I ate maybe more carbs, more this and that at times that I didn't necessarily need those nutrients and that stuff, so. Now, how's it been? I mean, I imagine you had to sh shoe off a bunch of ladies right now. <laughs> I mean, ladies here on campus. Just the same? They yeah, still like big tone, small tone, they still like him? Doesn't matter. <laughs> How do you hit 300 grams of protein in a day? That's insane, man. It's, not, it's a lot of eating protein a lot. You know, it's tough. But it How much steak is. a day is that? <laughs> I don't know. It's like the equivalent of 50 eggs. I'm not saying I eat 50 eggs a day, but it's the equivalent of 50 eggs. So what's a typical meal? Like a, um, like a dinner for you? just depends on the day. I mean, honestly, I, I get Chipotle a lot. Okay. <laughs> it's, What's it's the Chipotle order? We got to hear this. Uh, bowl? <laughs> yeah, big I get a bowl. Guy, yeah. Um, it just, you know, it's, I know the macros off the top of my head. It's like 725 calories, 52 grams of protein, 65 grams of carbs, and like 29 grams of fat. So when you're going so, down the line, what's the order? Um, usually it's just white rice, pinto beans, chicken, um, cheese, lettuce, um, sour cream, I think is what it is. <laughs> now, what do you think by the end of today or Midlands? What, what, what time of year you think you're going to get sick of talking about your body? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I just would rather let my wrestling do the talking and just focus on my wrestling. Awesome. I can't wait to see you at U23s. I'll have my alarm set up early in the morning to watch a battle. Can't wait. Thank you. Thank you. From a practical sense, Tony, what does you know shedding some weight and getting in slightly better shape is that purely conditioning on the mat or are there are other practical aspects that translate to that um i think you know my strength is the same if not stronger than it's ever been and i think i'm faster and i can put myself in positions where my strength can really shine even more you know maybe i'm a half a step quicker to that position then you know that gives me a lot more leverage and i'm, I'm a lot i feel a lot stronger in that position even if my strength isn't necessarily like a lot stronger. So Tony said he eats roughly the equivalent of 50 eggs a day. Can you do that? Protein? Yeah. No, I cannot do that. 300 grams of protein yeah, a day. I do not eat 300 grams. I'm also, I'm also 100 pounds lighter than him now. <laughs> I, used to, I, used to be, I used to be half of him. Now I'm only 100 pounds lighter. He, I, I mean, that body transformation, that's ridiculous, right? Well, the thing is, people think that it's like unreal, but the thing is, he was always that jacked. Yeah. He was just 40 pounds of mass. It just seems like yeah, defined now, right? Well, when you lose 40 pounds yeah. and <laughs> you watch every macro and calorie you eat for seven months, and you work out hard and lift six days a week, I mean, when you're already a freak and then you do it right, you're going to look like that, yeah. you know? Everyone's like, wow, he, he looks, he must be on voids or something, right? No, the guy, the guy was just always that big. Yeah, right. He's, I, he's, he's always been that yeah. strong looking. He just 
had immature and fat on him. Yeah. He's, he's a man now. That, yeah. That's a, that's a grown dude that... Shedding the baby fat, Yeah, right? exactly. Well, he had baby fat and he, he was always kind of, I think, told to keep his weight up. And yeah. I think he decided one day that he didn't really see a point in having that weight, but wanted to see if he could feel better being lighter. So he tried it out and felt good. So yeah. now he looks like a man amongst boys. <laughs> <laughs> we had his Chipotle order too. So he, He's funny, man. He's funny. His little, his little bowl. Fun conversation there with Tony. Really excited to watch him and Miles at the uh, U23 World Championships. They're going to compete in Serbia. Um, U23s is going to run, that runs all week. Um, I believe men's freestyle does go last in the order, so they'll wrestle next Saturday and Sunday, November 6th and 7th. Uh, keep an eye on you boys' Twitter account for some updates out of that competition. One final thing from Iowa. I mean, there were a lot of topics covered, um, but the final thing I really wanted to touch on today was Tom Brand's offering up just a few small updates on both um, the new Iowa wrestling facility as well as the hiring process for the Iowa women's wrestling coach. Uh, facility inching closer to breaking ground. Sounds like next spring is the target date to begin that. Um, sounds like there's still something that they need to get approved by the Iowa Board of Regents here. That'll go um, to that desk in February. Um, but also, I know that Tom Brands had at least three interviews this week, um, perhaps even more for the head coach position for the women's program. Um, so the application portal has closed. They're moving forward um, with that process as well. So here's Tom real quick on both the facility and and the women's wrestling program head coaching search. Here you go. What's the latest on the new facility? Uh, new facility going to the Board of Regents in February. We're, we're very excited about that. Fundraising, um, design, and planning are together. We still have some work to do in both those areas, but costs are coming together. We're going to know how much it costs, and we're going to put a bow on it, and then... Um, Bobby Telford's going to run out there with a shovel and he's going to stick it in the ground. Right over there. Right over there. Anything else for Tom? Yeah, I got one. Um, so the women's program, the application process has ended. Um, do you have a timeline on or anything on looking forward on the women's program, maybe when a coach will be named? Uh, I think preliminarily we are in that stage that you talked about and We'll go through it, and then we'll bring a couple, three, four, five on campus, whatever it takes, and then um, we'll figure it out, and it's close. I mean, it's within, you know, probably the clocks will change by the time, you know, we make. But that's a question for Barbara Burke. She's the, the lead on all this, and we're excited. I'll tell you that. We are really excited about um, what's on the horizon. But today is about these guys. Today is about these guys, but there is excitement with the women, so. Okay, so Iowa State had a few interesting things going on, but probably none bigger than the lineup battle taking place at 149 pounds between Ian Parker and Jarrett Dagan. And this one is interesting for a lot of reasons, right? Chief among them is that it, you know, these are two of the Cyclones' best wrestlers fighting for one spot in a lineup that could probably use them both, right? Uh, Parker coming up from 141, where he's a three-time NCAA qualifier, two-time Big 12 finalist, and a 2020 Big 12 champ, right? Boasts an 81 and 25 career record with the Cyclones. He was the four seed. 
at the 2020 NCAA Wrestling Championships before COVID-19 canceled that tournament. At his best, he's consistently been one of the better 141-pounders in the country. Dagan, though, has been the guy for Iowa State at 149, four-time NCAA qualifier, 2019 All-American, the first for Coach Kevin Dresser while at Iowa State. He's finished in the top three at the Big 12 Championships three different times, 74 and 28 overall record. Now, Dresser planning on just kind of letting them duke it out for the spot, which is probably fair. If you got two bulls that are running toward each other like this, probably best to just stay out of the way and let them sort things out, right? Um, We caught up with Dresser, Parker, and Dagan about this interesting development this week. So we're really excited to get going. We're probably going to have some wrestle-off matches, not this weekend, but next weekend. And then we're going to use a couple open tournaments to decide who's going to go for us right away early uh, when we open up here, I think. November 27th uh, on a Saturday at Hilton. So that's going to be our process to kind of see who who our number one and number two guys are going into uh, the regular season. Speaking of your lineup, um, on this sheet right here, you have Ian Parker or Jarrett Dagan at 149. What's all, or A, what was that decision like for Ian Parker to move up, and what's that competition going to be like? Well, you know, I think the great thing about the sport of wrestling is, is uh, you know, the, the freedom to choose what weight class you want to go. and. You know, Ian came to me early in the fall and just said, hey, you know, I, 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 I'm big and I'm strong and, and I feel like feel really good right now and I want to stay here and, uh, you know, I support any of our athletes that want to go weight classes. You know, sure, you always give me a recommendation, but I learned a long time ago as a coach that, you know, the minute I told a guy to go to a weight, it blew up in my face, so I'm not going to do that. Um, you know, he's got the option to go to 141, but, you know, Ian looks great right now. And, you know, Jared Dagan understands that, that he's got to compete for that spot. So, obviously, there's some things to figure out there. But, you know, early on, that's what it looks like right now is those two guys are going to battle for that spot. Is there any thought of moving Carr up, moving Dagan up, and then having... Probably not. I don't know if, if uh, Dagan fits in okay. uh, yeah. to the hole at, at 157. Sure. And Carr's pretty adamant about being a 157 one more time. So, um I don't know if the following year will be the same thing, but that's kind of the plan right now. What, what, what went into the decision to move up to a 49? Um, every summer I get fairly large, and not like bad weight and good weight, and, um, and I just progressively grade back down to 41. And, um, you know, I just finally was like, you know, I think I wrestle better up at a higher weight. So um, it's more explosive, feel stronger, and use, use that strength, and uh, I'm just a better wrestler, so. I think it's better for, for me, which would be better for Iowa State. And, um, yeah, that's kind of what it would be. Yeah. How big of an influence has Ben Durbin had on you getting bigger for this offseason? Um, he worked with me a ton. Um, like I said, almost every offseason. So Ben's been with been training us now for like this was his second year. Yeah. Um, and every year I get quite a bit bigger. So I kind of did it without him as well before, but he, he's helped me a ton, um, especially with the explosive part of it. So. Um, he's helped me like train my muscles to be like certain specific uh, for certain movements. I guess I'd say, yeah. Was there a certain moment or like a specific moment over this off season where you were like, yeah, yeah, forty nine is probably gonna be my weight? Um, yeah, there was like a period in there where I was like, man, I'm thinking about it, and I just don't quite know yet. Like I still could go forty one, but I feel like I'm I'm better wrestler at forty nine, and uh, um. I would say somewhere in August. I actually wrestled a match at 150. Yeah. Um, and that guy was a little smaller than, than 150, but that kind of helped me, right? like, yeah, just be like, am I, am I big enough for this? So, 
um, go through that process. So maybe around you know August time is when I was like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go for, for uh, 49. Yeah. Yeah. How much did uh? Because I remember when you first got here, you were you were sucking down pretty hard to make 33. Yeah. Yeah. Like that experience. How much does that play a role in this decision for you to stay up because you feel better, you feel bigger, you mm-hmm. feel stronger? Um. Well, I tell you what. One of my best matches ever was the first match I wrestled or first weekend I wrestled at 41. I wrestled Dean Isle at Oklahoma State Duel. Um, and that's, yeah, it just plays a huge part in, like, not not making the wrestling season about cutting weight, making it about wrestling is a big part of it. But there's some things I've learned that first, uh, when I redshirted, I wrestled 33, but I wasn't too big then. But uh, that first year when I wrestled, for most of the year, over half of it, where I wrestled 33 and cut a lot of weight, a lot of lessons I learned, and uh, cutting weight's just never, never really hard anymore because of what I experienced then. So, yeah. What are you expecting out of Zach Reddy moving up to 141? Um, I think he'll, the weight won't be an issue for him. Like, I think a few times last year maybe it was. So I think that'll be good for him. Um, I think he'll fit in well with our lineup and, and stuff like that. And uh, we'll get two studs in our lineup. Zach's a really tough kid. Um, and then Ramzan, too, was kind of behind him last year. So I think that's good for our team having both those guys that leads into the in the lineup. What did you yeah. see from Ramzan in the past couple of Friday? Because I know Coach Dresser talked a few times about how he's been in the practice center in recent weeks. Yeah. Yeah, that kid, uh, ever since he got here, me and him just got along really well because he works really hard and he's uh, dedicated. And, um, so, yeah, I've always seen that out of him. Uh, this summer, it seems like he's, he's changing things up a little bit and, uh, and uh, doing things right and figuring out know what went wrong for him last year and everything like that. So um, I'm really excited for him and the years he's going to have. Like I also he didn't start wrestling folk style till he was, you know, four years ago when he came to the U.S. So um, he's been wrestling for a long time, but a lot of big folk uh, was uh, freestyle. So he's still kind of progressing more and more in that folk style style. We just got done talking to David, and he mentioned that now that you're at 49, you, he's using you as a training partner mm-hmm. a lot more now. What's it like going against David every, not every day, but a lot? Yeah. Well, I, the first question you had for me, I forgot. That was a big part of my decision, too, is being able to train with David. When I get into season or get close to season, don't really train with him anymore because he's too, too big. But yeah, it's a, that was a big decision now. It's awesome. I mean, never really had a chance uh, here at Iowa State to get my butt kicked by a partner. Um, maybe with the coaches a little bit with Metcalf, but um, haven't really had that opportunity. And now I do train with David, so that's that's awesome. You you kind of need that. I think everyone needs that in a room. Someone who's equal or better than them. So they're always like working to get better, yeah. How nice is it going to be for because there's going to be a little bit of youth, I think, in this year's team, or at least in the lineup, that there's going to be a normal season, right? Like, yeah. normal dual schedules, hopefully, um, but then, like, open tournaments, too, and, like, other opportunities just to hit the mat. Like, how good is that going to be for this year's team? I think it'll be great. Um, those guys last year, so they were true freshmen last year, and they kind of just got thrown into it, um, and they were right into a big D1 dual schedule. So uh, I think having these opens can help a lot. It'll help out, you know, figuring out our lineup as well. Um, like last year, like you said, we didn't have that. So kind of just did wrestle us, and these guys all wrestle each other, so they kind of know how to wrestle each other. So um, these opens will be big. I, I myself personally love it because that's what the NCAA tournament is. It's a tournament, um, and that's what you'd like to practice. Um, duels are great too, though, but yeah. How's your individual health, man? I know you've been banged up the last couple of years. Yeah, I feel good. Uh, I was telling John, no braces, no knee tape, nothing. So I've been practicing good, uh, feeling good. Uh, just a little uh, recovery stuff here and there, but nothing injured. Nothing injured, so it's good. Definitely. When's the last time you've not been injured? Ooh. 
I don't even know. I think I got injured my sophomore year at Nationals. So freshman year and throughout sophomore except for Nationals. So it's been a little bit. It's been a little bit. As far as your mat wrestling, since you've been here at Iowa State, what's been the biggest change you've made to your style? Um, I don't know if we changed anything with my style. Um, tweaked a couple things. Uh, I mean, we try to stay in the stands, but you guys can see it don't really work that well in matches. Um, that's something we're working on right now, still. Uh, four years in the progress here at Iowa State is stance, um, not reaching, you know. So, obviously, if you watch the Lara match, reach and blast double. So, I need to keep my hands low and uh, in a stance. But I think the biggest improvement is top and bottom still. So, uh, I think just that's my best wrestling is top bottom. Um, and I think I just keep improving that more and more and more. So I like that. What's it like having Ian Parker at 49 with you? Interesting. Um, <laughs> it's good for practice and stuff. Um, but I mean, it's kind of season, so it'll get inter interesting for sure. What's that like for you to, I mean, you got to come in. Normally this is your spot right now. There's some competition there. What's, what's your mindset like coming in? I mean, my transferred here. Um, it wasn't my spot, so I had, um, what's his name, uh, Rodriguez or whatever, yeah. um, and so I had to earn it then too, so, um, we'll see where it goes here. I mean, Ian's obviously top-notch wrestler, um, but I'm not just saying it's his spot or it's my spot, so we'll see where it goes. Yep. You're a great unicycler. Where, where do you get that from? Uh, you practice. That practice. Is there anything about your roots from Montana? Does that help? No. <laughs> so not everyone from Montana unicycles? No. Okay. <laughs> you guys are going back to Montana. Team's going out there, right? Yep. Yeah, my dad worked really hard to get that. Uh, him and Dresser and a couple other people worked hard uh, getting that all together. And I'm excited, man. Uh, I haven't wrestled there since 2016. So it'll be good to get back and kind of wrestle home base. Uh, something that was supposed to happen last year. Um, or two years ago, whenever it was, but just trying to get back there and wrestle in front of the home crowd again. I'm really happy about that. So. How important is it going to be for this year's team? Like, you guys get the full normal schedule, right? Like, duels, but also, like, all these open tournaments and just a bunch of different opportunities to compete. Like, how crucial is that going to be for, um, you know, a lot of these guys, young guys, old guys, just kind of getting back into it? I mean, it's important for everyone. Uh, red shirts, starters, everyone to get matches. I mean, you look at me, injuries and not having tournaments or many duels to bounce back from. I had four matches before Big 12s. Um, and you guys saw how that worked out. It didn't work out. Um, and so these matches, you gotta get, you gotta get used to it, you know. Um, wrestling all year, uh, tournaments, duels, more duels. Uh, it's a big factor in college wrestling. It's getting these matches and kind of getting your body acclimated. You know, if you don't wrestle enough, your cardio won't be there. You know, your mass savviness won't be there. So, and I know for me, is I start off slow, and so I need those matches to kind of get me going. So. Yeah, you think that'll be helpful with this lineup battle too but obviously just you know to get you back into the normal rhythm of things uh yeah i mean matches there's matches matches i need matches everyone needs matches so um that lineup battle with every weight you know it'll it'll help with that too 
However, this shakes out is going to have some implications on Iowa State's lineup this season. Let's run through the scenarios pretty quickly, right? Let's say Ian Parker wins this, and I have it on pretty good authority that he's probably the front runner in this particular battle. But that means all American, an All American, will probably be out of the lineup, right? That means Dagan's not going to have a starting spot, and also that means Zach Redding, the freshman from New York, will slide in at 141 pounds, or at least he'll take the lead to start there um, in the early goings. But then let's say Dagan wins this, right? As you heard, Parker um, could still drop down to one. 141 if Dagan ends up claiming the spot, which I think is probably the best lineup for Iowa State this season, um, because then think about it. You got Kyson Tarakina at 25, Ramazan Adesayev at 33, Parker at 41, Dagan at 49, and then David Carr, the returning NSA champ at 157. That's a pretty wicked front five for the Cyclones. Um, that's a lot of factors at play here, right? Um, you know, both Parker and Dagan, both of them have varying experiences in a situation like this. Um, you know, Parker, when he first came to Iowa State, remember, he was actually a 33-pounder, um, bumped up to 41 only after Kane and Store left, and he flourished up a weight, right? Like, I mean, you guys heard him talking about it, right? That whole weight-cutting experience was miserable. He obviously felt a ton better when he was able to bump up, eat a little bit, um, and he spent much of the offseason growing and getting stronger and focusing more on wrestling than cutting weight, right? Like, just kind of a continued progression from that experience, um, and now he feels pretty good at 149, wants to feel it out and see how he does, right? Uh, but Dagan, um, you guys will remember this too. He also had to win an early season lineup battle before becoming the mainstay at 149 for Iowa State. He came with Dresser from Virginia Tech um, and had to unseat Dante Rodriguez to earn the starting spot initially. He did, qualified for the NCAA championships, made the blood round that season. That was in uh, 2018. And then in 2019, obviously, he was an All-American, right? Um, so be kind of interesting to see what happens here, right? Dresser alluded to some in-the-room Russell-offs and also using some early season open tournaments to decide what the starting lineup's ultimately going to look like to start the year. Um, the Grandview Open is set for November 14th. That's going to be right here in Des Moines. Um, and it isn't on Iowa State's official schedule, but they've routinely sent wrestlers there in the past. There's a few more open tournaments before the Cyclones host Army and Cal Baptist on November 27th. They have their own Cyclone Open on that Sunday, November 28th, and then they host the top-ranked Iowa Hawkeyes on December 5th. So buckle up for this one, guys. Um, a lot could happen over the next few weeks. We will keep an eye on it as things progress. Finally, Northern Iowa. Again, a lot to take away from the Panthers media day on Thursday, but I wanted to just touch on a couple of things here really quickly. First, you and I coach Doug Schwab said that Jacob Holschlag is, is done wrestling competitively, which really sucks to hear. Um, Holschlag, out of uh, Union and LaPorte City, became an All-American for the Panthers in 2018 at 197 pounds. He actually, if you guys remember back to that national tournament, lost his first round match that year to Willie Miklas. Then he won five in a row in the Russellbacks and ultimately took fifth. That included a revenge win over Mickless um, in the uh, what would have been the the uh, whatever Russell back round I guess you would call it where the winner keeps going and was alive for third and the loser goes for seventh and eighth so um, really impressive stuff there he finished that season twenty three and twelve but since then Holschlag has wrestled just two matches over the last three seasons injuries have kept him off the mat and on the shelf and he decided this last off season to hang him up um, that always sucks to hear right when a supremely talented athlete has to stop competing because of something like injuries that broke my heart a little when Doug said that because Holschlag was he was tremendous during that 2018 
NCAA run. Um, Doug also mentioned that he's still hanging around the program and still finding ways to make an impact, which is always really nice to hear. But um, you kind of wish that guy would have been able to go out on his own terms. Um, you know, you hope any athlete who's been dealing with things like that is able to go out on their own terms. So that just it just really sucks to hear when when injuries end up getting the best of you, right? Um, but the second thing I wanted to touch on here, Doug offered a job this past off season, right? A job to become the head coach at the University of Illinois, um, and it's a job offer he ultimately turned down, right? He's staying in Cedar Falls, and the Illini ultimately turned to Michael Poeta to become their new head coach. But this was um, the first time we got to talk to Doug extensively and ask him about the you know that process and why he decided to stay with you and I rather than bolt for the Big Ten. And his answer um, very revealing, and it showed that this decision was um, a lot more than just his, and it involved a lot more than just um, you know leaving Northern Iowa to go coach a Big Ten wrestling program, right? Um, you know he's an incredibly loyal man, um, and that extends to his team, his program, his family, his dearest friends. It was a very enlightening answer. I thought it was really, really cool. Um, and I thought these two quick updates from Northern Iowa were a great way to round out today's show. So let's go to Doug now real quick. First on Jacob Holschlag and then second on the decision to stay at Northern Iowa. What is Jacob Holschlag's status? Uh, he's, he, he's, he's, he's done with his wrestling career. Um, you know, there, there comes a point where you have to make a decision on quality of life with certain things. Uh, you know, he's still, he's still, he's still around our team in the room. Um, he's in grad school right now, and he'll have his master's degree after this after this year. Uh, but he, he's a huge asset to our program. But a guy that, you know, hopefully, every, everyone everyone looks at him. And it was really easy last year because you know the 2020 class, all that thing was right in front of you because you're like, man, look at look at what these guys lost. It was very easy to be reminded of that. Now you can look over at him and be like, you know what, things don't always go as you plan them. But now how you how you move forward how you manage that, how the impact that you can have can still be incredible, even beyond how many points you scored in a national tournament. Every guy that we have is valuable. we got 35 of them on our roster. Every single guy is valuable, no matter how many points they score at a national tournament. And he's guys that illustrates that as much as anybody that he's done and he's still giving back and he's still figuring out a way to make our program better. So, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, it's certainly not how he would have drawn up the end of his career, but sometimes... You become you become at peace with those things, and he's at peace with that. Um, he's probably more at peace with it than some of his coaches are, <laughs> and that's that's okay, man. As long as he is. You had a decision to make about possibly going to Illinois. Why are you here? I love my team. I love this area. There's something that I started that I want to finish, and it's not finished yet. And we got momentum, and momentum's not an easy thing to get. I have to remember that. I think. And, you know, I mean, you've all, you can see the illustration. I mean, when you get something moving, you have to keep it moving. And then it moves faster and farther. That's one thing I tell the team. We're, we move faster and farther together. And that's where we're at right now. And everyone's always about the shiny, the new, the this, the that. It's about character. It's about substance. I'm more concerned about that. So, you know, I'm, 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 I just had a suit, coat, and jacket on. I'm, I'm, and I could care less about that stuff. I mean, to me, some of that's appearance, and I get that they want to look professional. But honestly, when it comes down to it, how do you treat people? Do you follow up on things? That's what I talk about our team. I talk about substance. I'm more concerned about that than any of the other things. So the substance of what I feel like we've built here, I wasn't ready to let that go. I wasn't ready to go and have sit down and talk with your team. Hey, man, I'm going somewhere else. Even though I sat in your home and I'm like, I'm going to be here. <laughs> I don't know. I, w- I was not ready for that. Was not ready for that. And they got people that, that believe in me in the program. And man, it's uh, you know it was a family decision too. Man, my my family loves this area. Uh, my girls, 
they have a lot of resources here that are very valuable to them and they're making a lot of progress. But I love the people that I'm around. I love the coaches that I'm around. I've seen some, I've started something and I want to see it through. And now, does that mean I'll be here for 20 more years? I don't know. I'm, uh, but I can tell you that every ounce, every fiber of my being is going to be put into this year. Just like it is every year. And I think that's where coaches sometimes, <laughs> they're not willing to re-up every time. If you're not willing to re-up, and if I'm not ever willing to re-up for the next year, then my ass needs to be gone. And I, I see my boss back there, and you need to, you need to, brick and, you need to get me out because that will be cheating my athletes. So I'm here for a reason. Yeah, I'm here because I want to do some things that no one says that we can do. Nobody. Nobody other than those guys sitting over there, and we got a few people. we got a few people that fans and administration that believe it too, and that's all that we need, man. we got momentum, and now we got to keep it rolling. So I know I get long-winded on answers, uh, but everyone always thinks that this is going to solve it. This is going to solve it, man. <laughs> You're still gonna have to work your ass off every day. And you have to go after it and there's gotta be a deep desire for it. And anything else is, to me, then, then we're cheating ourselves. So, I don't know. I don't if that explains it or not, hopefully it does. Great, great stuff there from Doug. Uh, just really fun week overall. A uh, long week, but a tiring week, but a really exciting week just to get to see all the teams, coaches, wrestlers again. We did all our media days last season over Zoom, um, and I get it just with the pandemic. They wanted to take precautions, but it was nice to be back in person, um, shake some hands, um, get to talk to these guys. There's just, a, there's a, I don't know how much you guys really, truly care about, you know, the insides of, um, you know, sports writing and journalism and things of that nature, but just interviews always tend to go a ton smoother when they're in person, and you can kind of feel the energy in the room and um you know at least for me right i just i would much rather prefer some in-person stuff than than not um so yeah really exciting week the season is back you guys finally and again and i know most of you are just as excited as i am so looking ahead to next week again we'll have even more wrestling coverage along the way fuller story on tony cassiope i've got in the works early in the week um middle of the week's gonna have some lineup breakdowns um and then maybe at the end of the week and even into the weekend um some coverage of some wrestle off matches maybe and then some actual coverage of um you know iowa state you and i and then um, perhaps even some other teams around the Big Ten for um, for Intermat. So we'll kind of see what's up there. Um, one final time, guys, before we sign off, please subscribe to the Des Moines Register to make sure you don't miss anything, right? We're running a spectacular online deal right now. $1 for six months and you'll get everything wrestling from the Des Moines Register and Hawk Central online. Six months, guys, that'll take you all the way through the state championships in February, the NCAA championships in March, and then maybe a few other fun spring stuff in early April. You'll get coverage of all the big duels and events, profiles on these athletes, stories, developments, mailbags, wrestling analysis, breaking news at both the college and high school levels. There's a link to subscribe in the show notes. Please take advantage of this deal. It's not going to be around for long. You will not regret it. I promise. But that's all we've got today, guys. Thanks a bunch for listening. Be sure to rate and review the show on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to your podcast. Follow your boy on Twitter at Cody Goodwin, on Instagram at Cody J. Goodwin. And of course, subscribe to catch all my stories, mailbags, analysis, and videos. You can find links to do all of that as well as stories from this past week in the show notes. Thanks again for listening, you guys. We will talk again soon.
everyone always thinks that this is going to solve it. This is going to solve it, man. <laughs> You're still going to have to work your ass off every day. And you have to go after it, and there's got to be a deep desire for it. And anything else is, to me, then, then we're cheating ourselves. So.